Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Uh, it is me, Alex, and I'm returning after an extended break. Uh, Where have you been? Playing goddamn God of War yeah. for years <laughs> on end. <laughs> Relentlessly. He's been, through, he's been through just about as much as Kratos at this point. I literally cannot face another God of War Did you kill your wife and child out of rage? I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. But that, I'll save that for the origin story. <laughs> anyway, hello. Uh, it's good to be back, and I'm joined this week by... Stuart Reed. Salute. Keza McDonald. Hello. And Luca Male. Hi, guys. Yeah, yes. It's Luca Male. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe this is now out there with people outside of this office. You're out there. Out there. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's rocking a new haircut. Um, yeah, well, it's more kind of an overzealous hairdresser rather than a choice. Zealous or zealous? Overzealous. Um, it's a regional Zealand. pronunciation. I is think. it really? Is it American? Is that like uh, Welsh, which right. is close. Because I can't believe that when I mentioned Luke's haircut, you actually pointed to your own hair. I did, because I look had a haircut. Because I've also had a haircut. I had a haircut. Me as well, me as me well. Me too. I'm not getting acknowledged for my haircut. Yeah. I meant to put gel in it, but I couldn't be asked. You can't see it. It doesn't look great. Well, we'll see it on this the news is, videos. Of you will. Podcast yeah. gold, I'll tell you that. Anyway, yeah. this week we are going to be talking about Nintendo getting hit in the balls by a patent infringement. Mm. Uh, Veronica Mars. I have no idea what Veronica Mars is, by the way. So no. you can I, educate me later. I don't either. I, think, I guess Luke's on his own. <laughs> okay. Uh, the assumption being that I knew what it was. Fantastic. Well, right. yeah. Great. Uh, You're across Veronica Mars, is what I heard. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, SimCity, a bit of a fiasco around the launch for that. But first, Monster Hunter. Now, Kez... You're going to bore me to death talking about Monster Hunter, aren't you? I'll keep it brief. Go on then. We're playing it. Right, that's it. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We've got a review going up on Monday if you want to read extended thoughts on Monster Hunter. But I spent 51 hours on it, oh on, in, in, I think, a week in, a week, about about 10 days. 5.1 hours a day or however much that is. Yeah. It's not It's not good. Um, but yeah, that, Monster Hunter's great. It's really, really good. It's a, it's a reason to play your Wii U again which is going to be fun. I've tried to get Luke into it, but so far he That's just... poor. Here we are, what, like four months after the launch? Yeah. And the reason to play Wii U again is mm. like, oh my God. It's really poor, isn't it? Luke? Amazon have done a price cut today as well. By have they? £50 on both sets because they're not really? shifting. Wow. Fun N- fact for you there. Nintendo have been like, we're sorry we forgot the games. We'll bring <laughs> some to E3. <laughs> I must admit, having read through your script for the video review of Monster Hunter I actually thought it sounded pretty interesting it is it's, re- it's really cool and the, the good thing about Ultimate is that you can play it on 3DS or Wii U right. which means that if you've got friends who've got either or then you have a better chance of getting people together and also yeah. you've got online on Wii U so because all you really need in Monster Hunter is someone showing you the ropes like Luke went away to play it by himself because I'm kind of forcing him to play it with me and this was a mistake and, like, uh. basically he just got on a ferry to somewhere that he didn't know where he was and then ended up in a wrong town wait yeah. there are ferries there are ferries <laughs> oh, run by cats yeah. run by cats yeah and it's, it's, it's that I can get on Sign board with, up. but the lack of a kind of this is how you play the game freaked me out. You did go on a ferry instead of doing the tutorial. It's true. They did say, well, they did say, like, go to find the chief's son, and I just saw a speech bubble, and I was like, well, that's 
that's clearly on that's a ferry the place. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. going to be on a ferry. So you talked to a cat, assuming it was the village chief's son. Well, you know what? Stranger things. I like Final Fantasy. You know that shit is par for the course. <laughs> um, so yeah, it kind of, but it, it, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I've got no idea played. what's going on, Alex. I've no idea either. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, You're not hunting anything big yet, though, or indeed no. anything at all. I think. No. So do you start with little monsters then? So you start with like rubbish little raptors. Yeah, and I then, had one that ate grass and things. And you killed, killed it anyway. He killed a herbivore. Yeah. He killed a herbivore. Well done. It was exciting. And then you, we work your way up basically to these ridiculous giant dragon-like things. How yeah. long does it take to get to the big bad boys? Depends how good you are. <laughs> 51 hours. Because <laughs> no. that, that really isn't my kind of game. The thing, it depends how good you are. Like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate has pretty a pretty good, actually. it's got a pretty good learning curve. So it doesn't make you collect mushrooms for six hours, which is nice because other Monster Hunter games did do that. They'd make you right. do bullshit rubbish quests that weren't interesting. Right. You, you meet your big first monster in about maybe two hours in. Okay. Maybe an now, hour or two. How big is big? It's a laggy acris. It's like I'm well, stretching my arms out really wide. Well, that sounded really Scottish like, as well. Compared to a laggy acris. Laggy acris. It's compared to how big you are. Compared to how big I am in the game or? <laughs> yes, not, not in real life. These things it's don't exist. It's about maybe 15 times your okay, size. Okay, so it's pretty big, right? It's, it's pretty huge, yeah. So it's like a T-Rex size. Yeah, it's, it's okay. pretty big. I mean, and you don't get to kill it yet, but it's pretty good. The thing, the first oh. thing you get to What'd kill... What do you do with it? You run away from it then? It's called Monster it's, Hunter. It's too... It's too hardcore for you monster runner away from her the best thing about monster hunter (laughs) to watch is that when a monster is on screen like a big one the animations of your character changes so when they run away they like sprint looking over their shoulder like and then they fall on their face it's quite good hey talking of character animations um the, the thing i'm really loving about tomb raider is when she gets cold and she shivers it's really really realistic is it yeah i wonder if cara delvinga had to sit inside a fridge for an hour before they filmed it I think it was Camilla Luddington, wasn't it? That's it. I always get my Camillas confused. <laughs> Parker Bowles. It's not, it's, imagine if it was Parker Bowles. Parker Bowles is the <laughs> mocap for Lara Croft. That's a fact Fantastic. right there. Fantastic. Uh, oh, they've got the teeth just right. <laughs> Yellow. So the, the thing that you keep on talking about is how it's amazing in multiplayer. and you've really got, is. You know, You're working together as a team. How does it work in single player? Like in how, single... Do you always like fight these beasts with like AI or is it just you and... You have, these little, you have these little dudes um, right. that are called chachas. They're like little companions. And basically the function of them is to distract the monster. Right. So you can take your guy out with you and he'll just kind of, you know, get, have a little pop at it. But basically he's just distracting the monster so it's not always focusing on you. Right. Which is cool. And makes it easier as well because to be honest, if the monster is always focusing on you, you're screwed. That's why having mm. four of you is good because it distracts the thing. Yeah. So while one of you is distracting it, three of you can be piling on hits or... And there's 12 different weapons so you can have like a giant... I have a, Mine is a lance that shoots bullets. Right. which is pretty cool it's about four times the length of a person you just bring it out there and shoots things um, and then there's um, lots the of recoil on that must be phenomenal it is imagine. it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal um, so every time you change weapon the game like completely changes that's the cool thing so if you're like oh I've been using a lance for a while now I'm bored you just go and craft yourself like a ranged weapon like a gun a bow gun and suddenly it's a completely different game maybe you can have a gun. a gun that shoots yeah. lances maybe that could work that could work the Do these, do you have to hit these monsters in, in certain areas then well, the thing is, when you see a monster, you see it for the first time, you have no idea how to tackle it. Like, you don't even know what it's going to do. Kick and, it straight between the legs. And it doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> Works every time. And it doesn't really telegraph it. So you'll just walk up to this thing and be like, you're not so bad. Oh, no, 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 you really are so bad. You're terrible. I've heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> and you can only, they don't have a health bar or anything like that. Oh. Or any kind of... You just have to observe them. So you have to kind of look where they live, where they like to sleep, where they like to eat. Because they'll run away from you if you hit them. Um, sometimes if they're if they're taking a lot of damage, they'll run away, and then you'll be like, "Shit, where's it gone?" So you have to kind of learn it, and 
you can only tell how well you're doing because they get tired. Like they get physically tired. You can see them like trying to swing at you and they'll just be sluggish. They'll fall over. Or they'll start slavering because they're hungry. Um, and if they're mad, they'll start looking mad and getting really aggressive and angry. And when they're very close to being defeated, like bits of them start breaking. So like the wing will be a bit tattered or this leg will be a bit off. And then it'll kind of start limping <laughs> away. leg will be a bit off. <laughs> oh, he's got an arm off. <laughs> but it's cool because you're not like just whittling down a health bar you're actually looking at this big beast and be like yeah. when how is it doing and you, know, you can be like 45 minutes into a battle and it starts limping and you're like oh we're so nearly there and then i'll run away and you'll lose it 45 minutes yeah the battles go on for anything from about like 20 minutes to about 50 like they're epic this is why you like this this is like dark souls it's a you. lot like dark souls for uh, me, yeah but mm-hmm. it's um it's not as difficult especially not if you've got friends but yeah it's like the idea of like like teaming up and like tracking something and sort of like learning it's um, habits and then behavioural patterns exactly yes. um, I'd just like to try it with Kez and then kicking its head in yeah. it's, it's really useful to have somebody who knows what they're doing yeah. because it's quite hard if you don't know what you're doing at all mm. you'll just get monstered and be like oh I, why did that happen and that yeah that's happened that's happened a lot so far so you know I, can't, I, can't, I need some help I think everyone I've successfully managed to get into Monster Hunter I've got in because I've been like right don't play by yourself just come over come <laughs> yeah. over and play with me for a little bit mm. and, and you know learn the ropes and then they get the kind of hunger for it and then they go out on their own but that is the same as every other multiplayer game as I've discovered this week with God of War mm. and playing like team favour of the gods the idea being is that you as a team go around beating up the other people and now you Kez you saw me playing online yeah. with just this absolute arsehole that just ran around behind me trying to kill me is like you're on my team you can't hurt me yeah there wasn't even but, any like friendly fire so he was just swiping like, literally just like away. hacking and hacking and hacking but then when the enemy would come he'd run off it's like brilliant Dickhead. thanks very <laughs> brilliant. much for the support so. and this is why multiplayer games are just rubbish yeah probably some of them aren't though are they the ones said- that are cooperative I think are the ones that always get me like when you have actual people in a room together and you're all working together towards something, that's that's a really cool experience. I much prefer that to like kind of wireless thing, like over the over the internet personally. Mm. Like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles back in the day when you all classified your game. Okay, Alex. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, that that, had, that was the one that was uh, GameCube and GBA, right? Yeah. So you'd all be sitting around with your GBAs, like uh, also Zelda Four Swords. Yeah. Same same thing. Brilliant. Well, I think we should have a Final Fantasy klaxon. <laughs> that I'm not allowed to use. Um, I'm just going to get a boxing glove on an extendable thing where I can just punch people in the face when they say stuff I don't like. Do we, do we, do we use Jesus, that'll get a lot of use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll wear out quite quickly, won't it? <laughs> That'd be awesome to have instead of hands. Uh, if anybody wants to make me some of those, that'd be great. Right, anyway, God of War, eh? You've been playing quite a lot of that, haven't you? Well, I have had to review it. Yeah. It's not just been for fun because it hasn't been much fun, unfortunately. No. Uh, and it's it's unfortunately it's the weakest of all the God of War games, and it's stripped any enjoyment I will now get from that series ever again. Well, you're making it sound as if it's absolutely terrible, no, but right, you've, it's you've not, enjoyed it's not. parts of it. The, the single player is at times really, really good, but there are a lot of really, really average bits in it, mm. and impossible bits. One impossible. One impossible bit. bit. Yeah. Well, it's not impossible because I did it, but it's barely possible. It's not very nice. How long did it take you in the end? <laughs> Uh, first time round, six hours. We watched Alex do this. But then the second time round? Yeah, second time, second go. Yeah. But, but that's because I literally knew everything that was going to happen. Mm. But because the, the thing is, there's no uh, indication of like how you should do it, really. Like Because literally up until that point in the game, you can use the same set of moves over and over again. And, uh, and quite frequently throughout the game, you save your magic for some of the bad guys. 
But the, the th- weird thing about this is, so it's a fight called The Trial of Archimedes set over three waves. And oddly, the difficulty is in reverse order. So it's the first wave is the hardest, followed by the second, followed by the third. So I'm there literally saving all of my magic, for thinking, God, it's going to get harder than this. And then absolutely being, you know, bum raped on the first wave. So. <laughs> anyway. we, we watched Alex try really, really hard to do Trials of Archimedes yeah. for an entire day. It was, it was quite it was a tense harrowing. day in the office, it has to be, it has to be I said. I felt so bad for him. It was reminding me of when I got really stuck on Ornstein and Smyre in, mm. in uh, Dark Souls and there was just no hope. It was but, horrible. You know, I'm not alone. Like, loads of people have come out and said it's way, way too hard. And even, hush, hush, the guy from Sony said that he couldn't be bothered to finish it. What? <gasps> My goodness. Really? Wow. I, I have sympathy. I think I probably would have given up. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. If I wasn't playing it for review and therefore had to finish it, I probably just thought, I can't be bothered. Mm. So, but anyway, if you want to know how to finish it, I've put a little guide on our wikis on the site. Oh, See? Very nice. Everything's worth it in the end. So... Now your review's just gone live, and uh, it's good, but it's not right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great. Was Classic. That, was if that you like... Roy Walker from Catchphrase? Yeah. Was, it, was it? Yeah, you he, got that? Yeah. <laughs> He's done the VO for, for my video review. Yeah. Uh, he probably would have done it a lot quicker. <laughs> oh! Cross the chasm. <laughs> anyway, right, let's head on over to this week's news and uh, mm. Nintendo. Has yeah. got hit for patent infringement over the 3DS. Mm. What? Nintendo has been found lately, guilty of um, infringement upon an inventor's 3D display technology. Uh, so basically, this Sony former Sony employee, not anymore, called Seijiro Tomita, um, invented I don't a think technology. That's how you pronounce it, actually. Is it? How do you pronounce it, Alex? Uh, <laughs> Massively racist. Okay. <laughs> it's only because so, I don't have it in front of me. I'm just remembering because I spoke to him a while back. Did I you know? All oh, right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, um, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so Seijiro, or Seijiro, uh, made technology that does 3D images without the need for 3D glasses. And basically, they've been awarded $30.2 million hmm. in damages from Nintendo. Hmm. That's not that much. But it also doesn't seem fair to invent a technology. No, he didn't invent that. It's lenticular technology, which has been around since... Oh, for, for like a hundred yeah. years or something. So, what, Lenticular invented it, did he? That, oh, brilliant. <laughs> you are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lenticular technology is basically two sets of lenses with, with kind of uh, 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 stripes going down them. And the idea is that you can have these two images overlaid on top of one another. And because of the way that the lens is positioned, how you look at it will depend on which part of that image you see, thus giving you a three-dimensional image. As a child, I used to have a ruler that you used to sort of like like turn it and add dinosaurs and That's in it. one bit they'd be eating and the next bit they'd be looking yeah. up. Yeah, the only difference is you only had two frames there and with yes. the, obviously the 3DS you'd probably get more than two At frames. At least nine or ten frames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo says the Tomita patent did not relate to the 3D games playable on the Nintendo 3DS. We are confident the result will be set aside and the jury's verdict will not impact Nintendo's continued sales in the United States of its highly acclaimed line of video game hardware, software, and accessories. Blah, blah, blah. Nintendo has a long history of developing innovative products whilst respecting the intellectual property rights of others. I do. 30 million. 30.2, yeah. It's a bit it's of a slap on the wrist, much, really, for Nintendo, yeah. yeah. It's a sop. It's probably quite a lot for Len, or whatever his name is. Mr. Ticular, yeah. yeah. Mr. He's Mr. one of the Mr. Men, isn't he? Mr. Ticular. <laughs> <laughs> I knew his daughter, Tessa. Amazing. <laughs> What? That's brilliant. Moving swiftly on. Um, I don't get it. Wait, testicular. Oh, Oh, come on. You can see the cogs working from here. (laughs) (laughs) Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Um, So that's a cult TV show. 
Is it? Is that it? ran for three years is information I can give you. And basically... Um, <laughs> information I am reading. <laughs> information I am reading to you like I know it. Um, so yeah, it was a cult TV show that ran for three years um, before um, getting cancelled. And for years they said they wanted to tie everything up by doing a movie. Um, but Warner Brothers wouldn't get behind it. So the creator of the show, um, a guy called Rob Thomas, um, enlisted the main star, who is Kristen Bell, and they started a Kickstarter yesterday saying, they, they basically pitched Warner Brothers and were like, look, if we can get the $2 million required to make this movie, will you pay for distribution, publicity and all of that? And Warner Brothers were like, yeah, okay, fine. If you can do that, that's fine. In 10 hours, it got the $2 million goal. Wow. As of this morning, with, le- with uh, under 10, it's been going for less than a day this morning. And um, it was at $2.5 million. So... That's really exciting if you're a Veronica Mars fan. Which none I would of us imagine. Are, yeah. yeah, which none of us do have know, ever what seen. Is, an what's, this, what's the story? What, do we know anything about this? Did you do your homework and find out what Veronica Mars is? What's so special about it? Um, well, I kind of found out I was doing the story when I got into this room. I did read the story this morning on the site. Yeah. It's. Um, no. Chris, no. I was, Kristen Bell is one of like four Christians I get confused between. Christian Bale. Kristen Bell. Imagine if it's not Christian Bale. Christian <laughs> Bale is, I believe she's a detective. Christian of Bale, some sort. Kristen Bell, Kristen Wig, and another one. I think she's a detective. Kristen Kearney? Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, no, I'm fairly sure she's a te- detective. I think she's a detective. I don't know. So is this the first Kickstarter for a TV series of this? Because obviously Kickstarter's been huge for games. For you know what, Kaz, that is a fantastic question and one I mm. wish I could answer. But, um, <laughs> it's the first one I've heard of. But I don't, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, it's just interesting to think what that might mean well, no, for there's, other there's, things. There's guys, um, Chris Blundell and uh, the guys from Hit Squad uh, have had a Kickstarter for some time trying to make their 8-bit animated feature film, which, yeah. is, uh, which is going quite well. Um, do look them up if you have the chance and, and put a bit of money in for them. Because they're, they're doing really well. They've, they've raised quite a lot of money, but they haven't quite reached their goal. And the deadline approacheth. I mean, it's interesting to think what this means for the likes of, you know, Arrested Development was obviously cancelled. They got picked up by Netflix. Um, All the Joss Whedon shows that did, like, Firefly, you know. Does this now mean if they get cancelled in the long run, that maybe they'll be able to resurrect themselves through Kickstarter? So it's interesting because we have been hearing that Kickstarter has been in a lull this, uh, like, of late, like, in terms of the amount pitched. Really? And the amount of successful things. But this is, I think, I believe this is a record for amount and speed. I think the problem is, is it's just been saturated. Yeah. That's the problem. If there's something that people genuinely want, then it'll do well. But most of the time, it's just people like, oh, I'd quite like a Tilbleron. I might do a Kickstarter to get the money. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bloody like, good idea. Or there's, I think or there's something like Dizzy where it's like, oh, we've somehow, for some reason, not been able to get anybody interested in making this game for like 15 years, but mm. I'm sure it'll work on Kickstarter. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's a fact as well that we've got all these successful, these projects that were successfully funded, but we haven't seen any of them in the yeah. harsh light of day yet. So I think people are kind of now, anyone who has invested is kind of waiting to see, oh wait, was that wasted money? What's going to happen? Mm. You know, I invested in Goddess and I'm not investing in anything else. Oh, what now? Goddess. Peter Molyneux's Goddess. Oh yeah. I invested in, what did I invest in? I invested in Goddess... I invested in Double Fine Adventure. I invested in Death Inc. as well, but that didn't happen. Death Inc. So what does that mean? Death Inc. You got your money back. Yeah, it only takes it out if it gets successfully funded. So um, goddess money went, but not. I I can't think of anything that I would invest in. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of felt sorry for Molyneux because when I interviewed him, he sounded like he was going to cry. He does anyway. That's true. Fiverr him. Huh? It's a good strategy. A tenner. <laughs> you gave him a tenner. Yeah. Well, you does not need your money. I know, it's a weird one. Like Richard Garriott's doing one. Richard Garriott is called Lord British, has been to space and lives in a $3 million mansion. 
It's like, fund your own damn game. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's right. Don't get me started. <laughs> get him started quick. Anyway. So yeah, that's what Veronica do Mars. Spider-Man, the Avengers, and the X-Men all have in common? All owned by Marvel. Apart from that. Oh. <laughs> I got nothing. They're, They're going to do a stage show together. Oh, Name, wow. What now? So uh, the company responsible for... all theatrically trained. amazing story. The company responsible for shows like Disney on Ice oh, fucking hell. are putting together um, uh, a Marvel um, stage show. So right. probably much like the Batman thing that, uh, was that last year? I think yeah. it was last year. Yeah, that when it was great. So <laughs> they're putting together, it'll be the first time that Spider-Man and the Avengers are going to be teaming up together. Obviously the <clears> Avengers <throat> have done stuff together, but Spider-Man was absent. Yeah. Um, My first thought, as soon as I hear that, is Spider-Man doing jazz hands Covering everybody in web. <laughs> right. I enjoy that as an image. On ice. <laughs> on, oh, on ice. Everything would be better on ice, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> Batman on ice, I would definitely watch. Yeah. That's what we need to do for po- Podcast 200. Podcast, podcast 200 on ice. Batman on ice. Oh, oh, please. People would die. Please, <laughs> I can't even skate. That's pretty uh. funny. Anyway, I, I don't actually have any more details apart um, from that. But okay. it's gonna, So it launches next year. Um, 85 City Tour of North America before going international. Oh, God, the Arena Spectacular. That is a pretty big tour, isn't it? 85 different cities. Wasn't there a Spider-Man stage show recently? There was, but it kept getting closed down because (laughs) there were so many health and fucking safety issues. And the original Spider-Man, I think, got paralysed. Like, they had loads of issues with it. And then um, there were issues with the producing director. And yeah, so it... Traditionally, Spider-Man does not cope well on the stage. So Sp- um, Spider-Man happened in America for a while, but then got shut down. It's still open because the music was... For the, I believe the music was done by U2. That's right. That. Yeah, so um, it's still... I think it's running now, and it's actually now very successful. But it had a very tempestuous that, time. That bloke from U2, The Edge. Mm. He should... At his age? At his age, he should get a name. He should get a name. And take he? off the fucking the hat when you're indoors. We all know you're bald, mate. Yeah. We all know you're bald. We've known for a long Do time. Do you think he's got take- one of those hats that's got hair... Stitching the a mullet hat. So when he puts it on, it looks like. Do they have hats hair. like that? Yeah, have you not seen the Scottish hats that have got ginger hair? Oh, the Jimmy hats. Seen the the Jimmy hats. Well, they're my national dress, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Are you naturally ginger? <laughs> yeah, we're all secretly ginger. Every single Scottish person. We all dye our hair. When was the last time you said, "Oh, what's the word? Jings." Jings. Jings and right help then. me bulb. Right then. Clevens. Because well, I've, I've never heard you say jings, which I'm disappointed by. <laughs> You hear me say boz quite a lot. Yeah, boz. 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 Balls. Oh. Boz. If you could start saying jings around the office, they would be appreciated. Yeah, jobby. Yeah, jobby. Yeah, jobby. Because jings, I, I swear I've only ever read it in... Um, the Wally? Yeah. The Beezer. Yeah, yeah, nobody actually says jings. It's not one of those things that... It's not uh, one of those mythologies you that actually telling me reality. that the Bruins and Urwoolly are not accurate representations of Scotland. Urwoolly is. is we it? all sit on buckets as children. <laughs> What? I think everybody sits on buckets as in children. School. <laughs> this is awful. They couldn't, afford, they couldn't afford desks. Anyway. Oh, Jings, why has the Bioshock movie not happened? I can tell you exactly why. You'd think this would be an amazing hit, wouldn't you? Bioshock, mm. and somebody like Gore Verbinski, who did the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, a massive budget of $200 million. You'd think this would be all systems go. Take a breath. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> turns, out, turns out it's just not going to happen. Um... Uh, Ken Levine uh, has been speaking at a BAFTA event and he said why he thinks it's it's not panned out and that's because firstly there's been a massive cut in the budget 
and Gore Verbinski's left the project because uh, what Gore Verbinski wanted to do... Can I just call him Gore from now on? I'm yeah, wasting yes. a lot of time using the word Verbinski Vidal. as well. GV. I'm afraid yeah. you're going to run out of breath and That's just Gore pitch Vidal. forward into your microphone. It could, yeah. happen. it could happen. Watch this space. The problem is Gore Verbinski... Oh, I've done it already. <laughs> wanted, to make a, wanted to make a very uh, a, a dark movie, what he calls a hard-rated horror film. So an R-rated film in the States, like mm. a certificate 18 over here. Uh, and then what happened is that the Watchmen movie came out cost a couple of hundred million dollars, mm. kind of tanked, didn't do very well at all. So uh, Universal Pictures, who were going to fund the Bioshock movie, came in said, you know, we need you to lighten up a bit, we're going to bring another director in. And he said, you know what, not interested, nah. and walked away from it. So they've scrapped the entire thing. So they think that Watchmen is to blame because, mm. you know, it didn't do very well. Mm. I can't I- imagine Ken Levine really ceding control over Bioshock. No. Willingly. I don't blame him. I think it's kind of for the best. I mean, how often do video game movies really work out? Like, you know. Why do we need movies of video games? Yeah. Why can't they just exist in their own universe? No, so people can different. earn more money? No, but completely different, yeah. you know, entertainment mediums. I think it's. But I do think that Rapture would would have made a really, really good setting for a movie yeah. if done correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool setting. I mean, there's a lot you can do with the Bioshock world, definitely. Bioshock Infinite looks so good. It looks so good. They had a new trailer today. Copies next week. Yeah, I'm so excited. What? How exciting. Mm. What we should... You know what would be good is a Bioshock TV show. Yeah. Just, just you know, don't have quite such a massive scope, but with CG available now, you know, you could do it reasonably inexpensively. Yeah, but... The, the universe is vast. You could get some great characters in there. But there's the thing, like, what is Bioshock? Because obviously, you know, there's so much difference oh, between Rapture and Columbia. What is Bioshock? What is Bioshock, I wonder? Is my question to you, yes, my yes, friend. Yes. It's a game. Oh, okay, oh, Isaac. Uh, that came out a video game? a couple of years ago. Oh. Video, video game. It was a video, video game. James. It was pretty well regarded. Jings and help me. Jings more. indeed. <laughs> Another <laughs> such video game is SimCity. Oh. oh. Which was released this week. And, Last week. Uh, how was it? Yeah. I thought it came out on Tuesday. Nope. Okay. To a massive fanfare. Oh, yeah, you are if correct. all the trumpets in that fanfare were filled with excrement, I was going to say <laughs> that's exactly that's what brilliant. happened. And only made fart noises. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I was going. Uh, how, when was the last time a game was so eagerly anticipated that turned out to be so, Diablo three? So fucked on release. Diablo Probably 3. Diablo three, yeah. which oh, coincidentally even... also had always online DRM. Yeah. It's hmm. just, it's the why have you done this, EA? You mental people. It's not needed. Like. I, I kind of understand what they're trying to do, but this whole kerfuffle was just so avoidable. Oh, they're I do so hate an avoidable kerfuffle. <laughs> so, so what happened then? What happened was that it launched and the servers just fell over completely, didn't they? Yep. People yeah. lost entire cities, people lost all their progress, people couldn't even connect to play the game that they paid for. Yeah, uh, It's quite laggy on my computer as well, and I've got an Alienware, so I don't know where that's coming from. I think that's server issue as well. You reckon? Uh, mm. it's, it's, yeah, I've only managed to play it for a bit. Mm. And the servers actually coped a little bit better in Europe, but in America the game was straight up unplayable for about three or four days after it, it came out. Ridiculous. It was well, a fiasco. I mean, we sat down at lunchtime in the office and played it, and it all, and then we, we finished it and saved it. Cooper went back later to try and load it again. Nope, city gone. What? Just wiped. Oh. Are you sure? Because there is... It saves to specific servers, so if you then log no, back No, it was he checked the right. same server, That yeah. has happened to a lot of people, they yeah. just had it wide. But again, because, but they haven't been very clear about that. No. Yeah. It is absolutely insane. This is ridiculous. They know, you know, they're going to have a good idea of how many games they're going to sell on day of release. And the, the thing is as well, the fact is MMOs have been doing this for years, for years and yeah. all of the issues are the same every time. And we're at the stage where MMOs have learnt... I mean, you know, for fuck's sake, EA had this with Star Wars The Old Republic about a year and a half ago. They knew exactly what was going to happen, and they did nothing. 
it's really uh, I think the thing that's so upsetting is that everyone's looking forward to SimCity so much yeah. and the other thing that this has been really interesting people reviewed that game pre-release we didn't we, mm. we had a review in progress and we yeah. only just put our actual final score review live yesterday but other people reviewed that game based on you know seeing it in controlled conditions and then it was released and it doesn't work mm-hmm. and people gave it like 9.5 they gave it really high scores and then they've had to ad- adapt that and adjust it and it's been like a lot of people have been in like a real pickle because they've reviewed a game that has come out and not worked that hasn't happened before I don't no. think this and is it- this is difficult though isn't it so you review a game in circumstances like that and you give it a 9 or a 9.5 mm. or whatever it comes out and the actual game itself is fine, but the infrastructure behind the game is yeah. what's at fault. Yeah. How does that then adjust your score? And does that mean you then have to go back in the future when all the server issues are, pro- are sorted out and then readjust your score a third time? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, what Dan did, who reviewed it for Dan Stapleton, he put it as like, right at the top of the review in progress, he just said, I cannot recommend you buy this game right now until it's all sorted out. Mm. Um, on top, in, in this scenario, it's actually a bit simpler because in actual fact the game behind um, all the connection issues is still flawed. There's a lot of bugs, you know, there's text bugs like and graphical bugs. Um, there's also... It's the, also a very small play space and stuff. It, there's a lot of issues. It's yeah. massively restricted because of this only being saved to being able to save, save to the cloud. Yeah. What if you want to play... It's a playing game, right? We were yeah. saying, perfect playing game. Yeah. You can't play well, it, yeah, that, you can't play it on the commute. Like one of the things that I used to love about old Sim City is that you build your city up and then save it and then just think, well, what happens if I introduce an earthquake? See that, you know, that kind of scenario. But because it saves the cloud, it basically saves as you go along. So if you introduce that kind of thing to it, your city is fucked. You can't go back to a previous save. It's not a sandbox environment then, is no. what you're saying, is it? You can't just be like, what happens if I destroy everything? That's yeah. cool. Right now I'll go reload. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the, the big issue with this is, because obviously that's always been online, but the huge issue is, because um, people were saying, why don't you just take out the always online component because you need to? And EA said, oh, we can't do that. That's too much of an engineering work. Someone from Maxis has come out and said, that's bollocks. And in actual fact, all of the, because EA's justification is all of the kind of real-time calculations are done in the cloud so as to alleviate pressure on your system. Max has said that's bollocks. It's all done on the computer. <laughs> and so in actual fact, you don't need to be always online. Wow. Um, and people like Notch is one of them and a couple of other outlets. Um, if you unplug your game from the internet, yes. you can play for 20 minutes before it boots you off. You can't save, but you can play offline for 20 minutes before it boots you <laughs> So clearly there's some there's something going on here that they're just not talking about. Mm. Which is very, very weird. And also, sad. the cities aren't very big. No. That seems to be another issue as well. And that's a massive problem that you can't make a big, sprawling, yeah. huge city. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to the point where you want to buy build big stuff because you've got enough money and there's nowhere to put it. It's yeah. kind it's interesting because they kind of treat it like levels, because obviously now they've got the regions. So like you build a starter city where you do all the beginning infrastructure and then unlock some higher level buildings. Then you start a new city in the same region. And you can automatically mm. start with those buildings. So it's kind of like that. But I'm a, you know, a part of the kind of charm of the original was just, you know, starting from scratch and making this massive, massive system. Yeah. Yeah. It's like building you know? your civilization in any game where you build stuff. Yeah. You, know, you build up to have, or, or in Civ or anything like that, you build up to have these massive things. I mean, if the game was just going, no, you're in a room now. It's, like, mm. it's ridiculous. I mean, you kind of expect that if it was a tablet based game or something like that, mm. where you'd think you had very little overhead to actually play something that vast. Yeah. But yeah. then, of course, as we've just said, you can't, it's not a tablet game. You can't play it even on a laptop, really, because you can't, yeah. you've got to be online. Think think about it as well, like on modern computers, how big your city could be. Yeah, like yeah. how yeah, cool yeah, yeah. that could look. Uh, but the, the traumatic thing as well, EA have said, oh, we are thinking of introducing larger maps in the future, which you just know screams DLC. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just screams DLC. So, mm. 
So not cool in summary. Not, yeah, not, not cool. cool at all. Anyway, uh, if you've been having problems with SimCity or you've just got some thoughts thoughts about it, or you want to stand up for it, yeah, or you want to stand up for it, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people out there who are still yep. very big fans. Email us at ignukfeedback at ign.com or the Twitter slash ignuk. Yeah, or Facebook slash ignuk. Indeed. Uh, before we go to listener FU, let's have a quick look at the games out this week. Now, obviously, one is uh, a game that I've spoken about a lot already: God of War Ascension. Buy it if you like God of War, because it's all right. I've scored it a 7.8, which yeah. on the IGN scale is good. Hmm. good. That's what it is. It's, good. Good. it's got some nice graphics, Alex. Yeah. The, bits that, the bits that I've seen when I've been cutting the video it's together, got, it yeah. looks pretty bloody fine in places. It's it's not, doesn't have the same impact as God of War 3. Right. And it's got but, some okay. good big colossal battles, but the, not, not the, enough, right? The finale is, is <laughs> you know, is a peach. It's, that's just it. That's it. Literally yeah. speech. He doesn't know what to do because he doesn't like fruit. <laughs> Stands on it. I'm allergic. All the pulp comes up between his toes. Uh, also <laughs> out is Sniper Ghost Warrior, but we haven't been sent that, which probably says something Ooh. about the quality of the game, uh, uh, I yes. would suggest. Yes. Often the case, isn't it? Correlative yeah. evidence suggests that it might not be amazing. I mm. Movies? Movies, movies. Uh, Willkommen eine Punchhausen. Welcome to the punch. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, official German translation, that was. It was brilliant. Welcome to the punch. Tom's seen it. He quite liked it, didn't he? Think so. Yeah, it's James McAvoy. He's all right, Mark isn't he? Strong, I think. Yeah, it's fine. Jesus. Yeah. Apparently, he's a bit weird in it, McAvoy. He's a bit miscast as someone yeah. who's quite hard and edgy, and that's not really He definitely feels like he's trying to play more of those roles, though. Mm. Yeah, I don't mm. know. I just don't really think no, if it's him. So there's that anyway. Yeah, Burt Wonderstone's out as well, starring, I can't remember who's in that. Steve Carell and Jim Carrey. Yeah, 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 together at last. Apparently quite good. Apparently Jim Carrey is brilliant in that. Oh, really? Mm. Well, he redeems it. Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) And Maniac, which Croup has seen, which is a POV horror movie about a man that goes around uh, murdering fucking loads of people. And he loved it, which means he's mental. With Elijah Wood in as well. Uh, Elijah, well, you would, wouldn't you? You would. Paperboy? No, nothing about it. I'm I'm assuming it's based on the game. We've got a good fact about Paperboy. Paperboy is um, Zac Efron being seduced by Nicole Kidman and apparently Nicole Kidman pees on a man in it. On a man's face. On a man's face. I still have no desire to see it, even after that. Really? Uh, Even though Nicole Kidman pees on a man's face? That got booed at Cannes, but then everyone's been like, wow, it's awesome. Everything gets booed at Cannes. They just do that. And Red Dawn, which is a remake of the John Millier's film from, I think, 1982 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this time it's the... Is it the Chinese or the North Koreans invading America? Uh, I don't play know. the odds. But it's the dude from <laughs> Thor is in it, isn't he? I forgot Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. That's it. Oh, and yeah. also Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games. I'd right. shrug at yeah. that comment. I haven't... I, <laughs> although I see the film is now on Netflix, so I might watch Hunger it. Games is very good. I would recommend really? it. Really? Yeah. I read the book. Yeah. Nah, it's good. The it, they're, they're complimentary <laughs> works. It's a very different experience. Really? Usually, yeah. Okay. Because it's not from her point of view. It's. Oh, I see. It's very good. I think you should give it a go. Brilliant. That case, the Very good. Yes. <gasps> feedback. 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 Thank you for all the feedback about the Jonathan Ross. Ross cast? Ross cast? Does that Rod, work? It doesn't Rod, work, does it? Rodcast, no, no, no that's Jonathan not right. Uh, he, wasn't he lovely coming in for a full hour last week? I thought he was, was great. Really, There's like a really big good. hole on the sofa now. Where do you should be. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Mark Lonsdale wrote into us and saying, Good afternoon, IGN crew. This is how how Mark Lonsdale speaks, you know. Just a quick email to say how much I enjoyed the podcast. It was great to hear a lively guest who was full of life, told stories who could really talk about games, its culture, and engage his audience. 
Uh, he says, I guess we are talking about Wassy. You guys also sounded like you had a blast with him. I'm a regular listener to the podcast, and this was a nice change of pace having a special guest on. Uh, oh. Thanks again. Keep up all the great work. That's very kind of you. Thank you. We loved having him on, and uh, hopefully we'll get some more big names and maybe, you know, mediocre names as well. Yeah. Medium-sized ones. As long as they're we'll interesting, just some we'll names. get them on. Just names. Well, lots of people took the time to write in and say they really enjoyed the Jonathan Ross podcast, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for that. Mm. 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 I have some more feedback. This feedback is from Jordan Hackney. Um, he said, thought the Jonathan Ross show was great. He was an engaging, interesting guest. Um, one thing, though, that I did find odd was the selection of chairs in the room yeah. that you mocked up. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that they were different heights and styles. They weren't chairs we mocked up, they were real chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we explain why the chairs were weird to Jordan? I'm Nothing sure to curious. do with me. I did, I'm not con- why, why did you choose weird chairs, I'm not controller of chairs why do you, at IGN. I'm not what why chairs choose, were odd. He always chooses weird furniture. Who's our chairperson? He wants to talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed, which we're not going to talk about much because we've talked about it three weeks in a row. But he yeah. says, one of my gripes with AC3 was that I felt I was being bombarded with side quests and off-story material to the point where it seemed like a burden to have to do it all. Also, what was that trading thing about? Quite right, Jordan. Very inconsistent game. Um, a lot of the side stuff was just rubbish. Uh, in comparison, I've only recently got round to Far Cry 3 and I've found that most of my time has been spent trying to complete side quests. Yeah. There's definitely a skill to making things interesting and rewarding on the side and making side missions that don't just seem like filler. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair shout. Mm. So I've got some feedback that basically proves that Kevin McDonald is a liar to you. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Assassin's Creed a little bit more here. Fighting oh. So this is um, this is Daniel Hill. Um, he said um, a couple of weeks ago we talked about where we'd like the next Assassin's Creed game to be set. And then he talks about the fact that, you know, we know it's pirate themed. But he said, what if other game franchises were set in London? Because I think we all said we wouldn't mind, you know, Victorian kind of yeah. Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. So he said, what about Fallout 4 or Fallout Britannia? Unless you think the name sucks. Um, a post-apocalyptic London would be a great new setting for the Fallout series. House of Parliament, a burnt, irradiated husk with a bell tower, a lone structure, weather by age. Um, the UK has a far lower gun ownership than the US, so more more emphasis will be put upon melee and homemade weapons, melee. bringing more tension and terror in combat. Yes. Um, and then it's like after the, the war, the UK will be driven back into a dystopian Dickensian dark age. Nice alliteration, my friend. Yes. Um, so yeah, anyway, he says, what do you guys think? I like that idea. I like the idea that this big nuclear bomb that's gone off has also drained the Thames. Mm. So it's Ooh. just like a big kind of empty space. Well, think of what six-headed we, fish. We say quite skeletons. a lot what Zombie what Zombie U did with London in like, the apocalyptic. That, that was great. So I think, quite no, right. I think that should definitely be revisited. And okay. also, the, one, of the, one of the things about Fallout 3 uh, was that imagery of Washington you know, mm. ruined Washington and that mm. whole... I mean, Amer- Amer- it's very Americana fallout in general. It's very like, you know, American dream, American retrofuturism, uh, apocalyptic setting. And, and that, that imagery of Washington was really, really cool. Mm. I reckon it could contrast, transfer to London pretty well. Fingers also. crossed. Lack of guns sounds boring. Ugh, Alex so boring. Alex. <laughs> Uh, now, Callum Orr has written in to us with the subject matter of potential directors. Ooh. Hey guys, I loved your podcast last week. Actually, he says in, in brackets, actually, e- every week I love it, which is nice to know, isn't That's it? That's good. Yeah. He won't say that after this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was really interested when you discussed Duncan Jones. He's one of my favourite directors, and with the recent outbreak of sci-fi films, Cloud Atlas and Ender's Game coming out, do you not think he would be perfect for an a- adaptation of Ready Player One or maybe Neuromancer? 
Heck yes. Yeah. Oh, thanks again for the great podcast. Uh, Callum Orr from That There Scotland. Oh, yeah. thank you, Callum. But he's doing um, World of Warcraft. He's doing wow, well, yeah. Has he pulled out of Warcraft? Am I make this up? What? No, I don't think what? so. Yeah, I can't remember. There's. No, he, he was talking about the problems with it, but I don't think he's pulled out. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'm making that up. As long I, as he makes something soon, because he is a damn fine gifted director. Indeed. Moon is, we like Moon. We loved Moon. Moon was good. Yeah, Source really good. good. Source Code was okay. No, Source Code was a good premise, maybe spoiled by the fact that it was a Hollywood studio movie. Yeah. And I think he had to give some ground on the story. Right. Which is uh, a tragedy. But yeah, I mean, else... come on, get a move on, mate, because your dad's busier than you are at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's a mean joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. Has anyone else read Ready Player One? No, but you keep telling me to read it, and I must I read it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it would make a great movie. I think it is being made into a movie, actually. Oh. I don't know if it's got a director yet. I don't know. Duncan Jones would be good. Well, let's get hold of let's, Duncan Jones. Let's and hope. Let's push him over actually, he has been here before, hasn't he? We've had him in the office. Yeah, he yeah. came in to play Uncharted 3. Yeah, do you think he'd like to come and talk to us on the podcast? Well, I expect he probably would at some oh, point. Excellent. We can do. That, happen. that would be great. I have an email from Brenda Bigtits. Hooray! Welcome back. Oh, it's been a while. Also known as Brendan Rundle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says sense. the feature of PS4 that he's interested in is the online spectator, which not because it enables you to take control of someone else's game in a, a play it for me, it's too hard kind of way, but the pass the control across the internet instead of across the room mode. Because like, so when he was Explain a kid. Explain further, Alex. I'm going to. Oh. When, when he was a kid, him and his mates used to basically hang out and play, well, GTA 3 here. He was a child playing GTA 3. That's disking wrong. But what they used to do is play a mission each and then you pass the control on to your mate. They play a mission and you just, you know, socially play that way. So he thinks that PS4 and that kind of spectator sharing thing mm. would be a great way to do that. But without walls becoming a boundary. But I know because the point <laughs> of it is that you're in the same room together watching it and what have you. Like... If you, if my mates, but like at his house, like if my mates, were if my like, mates at his house, why don't my mate just play it at his house and I play it at my house yeah, and then we talk about it when we actually see each other? So when they're it, doing bro. it, like, that so, is how but I would like, do just it. Really good at your place, man. This, this will be young. great for me because I move far from home. Consequently, my gaming buddies who I'd love to be doing with are still, notably Michael <laughs> El Gofrino Gof. He ain't here no more. All accents, lead, all accents lead to India for wow. Alex, apparently. <laughs> so he's going to play that boy. Have you thought of a better job in a call centre? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> anyway, Brenda Big Tits did change his Twitter handle oh, to Brenda Big Tits uh, for a while, but I had to change it back because he got loads of porn stars wanting to follow me. Oh, What's so wrong with that? Wow. On Twitter, though, not down the street, you know. Yes. Perspective's a wonderful thing. <laughs> um. what, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of, if I was playing GTA and, and doing a mission and then somebody was sat next to me and nudged me and saying, you mind tenure? Is it my tenure? I just, oh, fuck off, go home and play your own. Yeah. You, never, you never pad passed? No. I have pad passed. I don't mind pad passing. But, but you wouldn't do it when that person's not in the room. No. Like, well, maybe the kids know. Controller. Maybe the kids will. Luke will know. Yeah. What are the kids doing, Luke? What are the kids doing these days? Snorting um, crack from each other's bumholes. Uh, what? That's, that's what they do. Yeah, pretty much. Alex has got it. Um, I don't. I can't see why you do that. It what, just not crack from a bumhole. No, I can see why you do that. I can't see why you do that. Is that the just whole, a bum crack? It's just that's bum crack. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where the phrase originated. Not a bum crack. Um, I just don't get why you do it. If it's you're not as good as cleavage crack, you're on your own playing the game. Why? Why would you only play half of it? I like, don't know. What, what, right, my mate Stephen lives in Japan, right? We we he, we used to live together when we were at university. We used to pad pass a lot on games. Yeah, I can definitely see the appeal of being like Stephen. Let's play games together. 
and we can be on the internet and and virtually pad pass. See, and just I play would the same be game. more like let's both play the same mission and then have a phone call and be like, "Wow, wasn't that crazy? How did That's you do that? That's archaic. Is did what that you is. do that or you know, or have Skype running while you both play it and like filming it, and doing it that way." I don't see why you'd only one of you would get the pleasure when both of you could be getting the pleasure. I did what actually, the? What was that? That just came out for me. I from don't a know deep what that place was. Inside. I, I did actually, when I lived in Japan, used to set Skype up mm. so that we could, I could play video games with people and people playing video games and they'd have Skype on and I'd have Skype on and we'd be playing together and chatting. And that's basically what PS4 is offering yeah. to allow me to do. Mm. Except without all the Skype. Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, you won't pad pass. <laughs> no, no, I won't no, pass. No, no, no. I will not be passing. That. I'll be using my pad. Have you played Tomb Raider yet? Yes. How are you enjoying it? I'm loving it now. I didn't like the first hour. Too many QTEs. Yeah. But now I'm um, I'm really really enjoying it. I was a bit worried after the first hour. I was like, oh, ooh, yeah. it's a little bit restrictive. But then, feck off, wolf. <laughs> Those wolves. QTEs can get lost now, though, can't they? Yeah. QTEs could have got lost enough, a while ago. Enough yeah. of them. It's that it's that weird halfway house, isn't it? Of, of well, am I watching a movie? Am I playing a fucking game? And, oh, hang on a second, I wasn't even prepared for that because I've yeah. put my controller down because fuck all's happened for ten minutes and now suddenly you want me to press a button. I've got to press a button, now it's too late. I've got to go all the way ten minutes back and do it all again. The problem it's with God of War is yeah. that you spend so much time looking for the buttons on screen that you don't actually see any of the action happening. Mm. Yeah, That's is, true. It makes for a far more interesting spectator game. That's maybe, true, maybe yeah. you should pass the pad. Yes, pass the pad and watch a bit. Yeah. So there we have it then. We've run out of stuff. I think that's it for this week's podcast, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Should Uh, we apologise for it being a little shorter than usual, or should we just tell them to go f*** themselves? No. (laughs) Why would you do that, Stuart? Well, because people complain usual. It's because I've got a meeting to go to. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And we're we're fishing. Boring reality of life, but hey ho. Uh, But thanks, as always, for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, Next week's will be better. Oh. Will it? Well, yeah. let's not make promises we can't keep. <laughs> I, I promise you, I, this is my promise to our entire audience. I will make next week's podcast a belter. And if you don't, you're Shit, buying everybody out there a bacon sandwich. Yeah, you're not here. Oh, right. Nice. Okay. So now it falls week. on us. Excellent. Great. Alex yeah. made promises you can't keep. Well, hopefully, Excellent. just be better than you normally are, eh? Can't possibly be. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week then. Okay, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.